Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast of the Sunday morning sermons of the Bullard Church of Christ in Bullard, Texas. We hope you'll be blessed, challenged, and encouraged by today's lesson. Good morning, everyone. We're so very glad to have Brother William Chin and his wife, Sister Yolanda Chin, with us again today. Brother Chin leads the Chinese Bible School, and as you saw in Bible class this morning, if you were with us, he does wonderful work for the gospel in many places to spread the good news of Jesus. They do have a very effective work. Brother and Sister Chin work very, very hard and do an excellent job. I was fortunate to spend a little bit of time with them at Focal Point in San Marcos earlier this year at uh, the University Church of Christ. That's where he offices. I got to see his Chinese Bibles. It was really special to me. I enjoyed that. Uh, Brother and Sister Chen really are fulfilling what we read about in Acts 1-8, and we are so very proud and blessed to support this wonderful ministry and mission work, and at this time, we'll hand things over to Brother Chen of Chinese Bible School. The blessings of sealing with the promised Holy Spirit, which is the topic I taught in the Asian Chinese, uh, Chinese Asian Bible lectureship in Chinese. Now I'm going to talk in English. Holy Spirit is a fascinating topic of the Bible, and it is also one of the most confusing subject of the Bible. <clears throat> and to, cl- <clears throat> excuse me, to clarify the work of the Holy Spirit in the Bible or the imparting Holy Spirit of the Bible, we can simplify it into two categories, miraculous and non-miraculous. And in mir- miraculous category, the Holy Spirit came upon people either directly, namely Holy Spirit baptism, or through the laying on of hands by the apostles. And the Holy Spirit baptism, this occurred only twice. One, you can find on the day of Pentecost that the Holy Spirit came upon the apostles, recorded on the act, chapter 2. In another occasion, the second that happened upon the household of Cornelius, the, the uh, Italian centurions is recorded in Acts chapter 10, and only these two occasions. And in both cases, a notable sign of the Holy Spirit baptisms was the ability of those individuals to speak in tongues, the foreign language that they had never learned. All right, simple and easy, the miraculous baptism, Holy Spirit baptism, and the laying on of apostles' hand. The second way of the Holy Spirit was through the laying on of the apostles' hand. This mentioned in Acts chapter 8, where the apostle Peter and John laid their hand on the believers in Samaria, and the Bible says, 
they received the Holy Spirit. Okay, 8 and verse 17. Similarly, in Acts chapter 19, we encountered a group of 12 people who previously had been immersed in the John's baptisms, but that was not valid anymore. So after being baptized in the name of the Lord and the Apostle Paul laid his hand on them, and the Bible says the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they began speaking in tongue and prophesying, and in verse 6 of chapter 19 of the book of Acts. However, in our lesson today, we are going to explore the non-miraculous way to receive the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, what Holy Spirit can do us, that is our lesson today. So our lesson actually is taken from the Ephesians 1 and verses 13 and 14. But we are going to read the passage starting from verse 3. So if you have a Bible, you might want to follow along. Ephesians 1 verses 3 through 14. In these passages, you can find out there are seven spiritual blessings in Christ. And we will find out. And actually, there are three items is talking about the praise of the glories of God. All right, starting from the verse 3. Blessed be the God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us. Okay, this is a blessing number one. He has chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for Blessing number two, adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. Okay, the first one, to the praise of his gracious, uh, glorious gracious, with which he had blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption. The blessing number three, through his blood. And the blessing number four, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and inside, blessing number five, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time, to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him, we have blessing number six, obtain an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. This is number two, to the praise of his glory. And in him, you also... When you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and they believed in him, were spiritual blessing, number seven. That's our topic today. Sealed with the promise 
Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of His glory. The passage emphasized to the praise of God's glory. You found it in verse 6, verse 12, and verse 14. And also in this passage, we found the work of a trinity. The God Father chose his people. Verses 3 through 6. The Son redeemed his elect. Verses 7 through 12. And the Holy Spirit sealed the believers. Verses 13 and 14. And this passage is revealed seven spiritual blessings, that, but we are going to discuss the last spiritual blessings, which is being sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. And now that we are going to read again Ephesians 1.13, which states, In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believe in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. And so based on this verse, we will explore the following three questions in this lesson. The question number one, how can we receive the Holy Spirit? Question number two, what does the uh, sealed mean? And question number three, what is the practical significance of being sealed with the promised Holy Spirit? Three questions. Question number one, how can I receive the Holy Spirit? Ephesians 1.13 clearly states that before being sealed with the Holy Spirit, the Ephesian believers heard the, the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, and they believed in him. And so that's, this echoes Romans 10.17. The belief, it comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Why you believe? You heard the word of God. So the word of God is also called the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, because gospel is the power of God for salvation to those who believe. All right. And the word believe over here is a common biblical synecdoche, which is the part representing the whole. And to believe is to obey. And uh, we are going to look at two verses. The first one is the first Peter 1.21 and 22. You who through him, through Christ, believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope in God, since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth, you can see the two terms, true spirit, in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with your pure heart. The word believing in God and, and obeying the truth in this passage has become the synonymous. All right, this is the first passage that we read. And the second passage is in the book of Hebrews. The Hebrews writer used the example of Israelite in the wilderness to illustrate the relationship between the faith and the obedience. Now, we are going to 
read these passages. And with whom was he provoked for forty years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that he would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? So we can、uh, we can see that they were unable to enter because unbelief. Therefore, whoever believes in God obeyed God's commandment. Believe to believe is to obey, and there is a very important passage found in the book of Acts, chapter five, thirty-two. Peter said, "God gives the Holy Spirit to those who obey Him," and this traces back all the way. On the day of Pentecost, that Peter preached in Jerusalem about the death, burial, and resurrections, and proved that God had had met Christ, met Jesus, the Lord and Christ. So the audience pricked their heart and asked Peter and the rest of the apostles, "Brothers, what shall we do?" And Peter said, "This: Repent and be baptized, every one of you." In the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive here the gift of the Holy Spirit. For this promise is for you and for your children and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God called to Himself. So, in order to obey the gospel preached by Peter, the audience need to be、uh, need to believe that Jesus. Is Christ, and they need to repent their past sins, and they need to be baptized. The promise of God to these obedient people is they will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Spirit as a gift. The Holy Spirit given by God is a promise. You see that promise of God. So one of the spirit spiritual blessings is. In Christ is called being sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So that answers the first question. The second question we are going to answer is what does the sealed mean? The term sealed refers to an act of placing wax on a document and imprinting it with a seal or signet ring. And leaving the mark of a seal on the document. All right, but what does that signify? By examining the biblical record, we are going to give you、uh, to explain that there are the five meanings of being sealed. First one, the term "sealed" symbolizes the authenticity of the document. In the story of Haman, in the book of Esther. Haman, a Persian officer, sought to harm Jews, and he convinced the Persian king Ahasuerus to issue a decree to destroy the Jews and to seize their possessions on a specific day. And this decree was sealed with the king's signet ring. Esther three twelve. So the seal. 
demonstrated the authenticity of the document. Similarly, Christians are sealed with the Holy Spirit to indicate the authenticity of their identity as God's people. Secondly, being sealed implied security. In order to prevent the disciples of Jesus from stealing Jesus' body, the chief priests and the Pharisees asked Pilate, the governor, to send men to guard the tombs. But Pilate told them, you have your own guard of soldiers. Do it as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stones and setting a guard. Likewise, God secured the believers by sealing them with the promised Holy Spirit. Remember, Jesus affirmed that no one can snatch his sheep out of his hand. John 10, 28. Those who are in Christ are protected by God. All right, that's the second meaning. Third meaning, being sealed represents ownership, which is in the 2 Timothy 2.19. Christians are described as a seal on the firm foundation of God. And this passage says, but God's firm foundation stands Bearing the seal, the Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. And Paul used this metaphor of a seal of a seal on the firm foundation of God is based on the practice of engraving a seal on the building's foundations to signify the ownership. So the Lord knows his own people and all who belong to him are called to turn away iniquity and live the holy lives. Now, the fourth meaning, sealed, being sealed indicates the completion of transaction. Following God's instructions, Jeremiah purchased a piece of land for the 17 shekels of silver. And the Bible says this, I, Jeremiah, signed the, the deed, sell it, got witnesses, and weight and the money on scales, and that completed the transactions. In the same way, Christians are sealed with the Holy Spirit, representing the completion of the transaction of the redemptions. And this transaction is made possible by the blood of Jesus and our faith in God, according to Ephesians 1, verse 7, and verse 13. And finally, the seal is a sign. Romans 4, 11 says this, Abraham received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised, this purpose was to make him <clears throat> the father of all who believed, whom the being circumcised. So the righteousness would be counted to them as well. All right. In the same way, 
the Holy Spirit received by the Christian is a sign of sealing that demonstrates that we have been justified by faith and accounted as a righteous people before God. To summarize the above examples, being sealed with the promised Holy Spirit is we are the children of God. We are the second one. We are secured in Christ. And we belong, the third one, we belong to God and are called to live holy lives. And we have been redeemed, and finally, we have been justified. And there are this five meaning. We can keep it in mind. All right? Now, the final question we are going to answer. What is the practical significance of being sealed with the Holy Spirit? <clears throat> in other words, how does the indwelling Holy Spirit help us? Now, in addition, the Holy Spirit assistance uh, in times of weakness through the prayers recorded in X, uh, not X, Romans chapter 8, and we are going to focus on the verse we are discussing. Continue to read Ephesians 1.14. Holy Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possessions to the praise of his glory. Here, Paul presents another practical meaning of being sealed with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit serves as a guarantee of our inheritance, a guarantee of our inheritance. Well, not only here, but also Paul presents a similar idea in the second Corinthians. First verse we are going to to, to, to see it is 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verses 21 to 22. And it is God who established us with you in Christ on earth and given us his spirit in our heart as guarantee. Now, spirit guarantee, spirit guarantee. Another verses, chapter 5, verse 5. He also has prepared us for this very thing in God who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. It's repeat and repeat again. Holy Spirit is a guarantee, a guarantee. So the term guarantee, we, want, we need to explain what does the guarantee mean. The guarantee comes from the Greek word, arabon which means a pledge that is a part of purchase money or property given in advance as security for the rest, according to the Strong's Dictionary, or a down payment to assure that the full amount will be paid later, according to Thayer's Greek definitions. All right? A pledge a down payment. And Paul used this term as a metaphor to illustrate that the Holy Spirit serves as a pledge or down payment, assuring us that we will receive our eternal inheritance 
on the day of God's people redemptions. Since God's people are guaranteed by the Holy Spirit, so Paul urged the Ephesians believers and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for a day of redemptions. And this day of redemptions refers to the time when God will raise his people. Uh oh. To raise his people forever. That is the days when Christ returned, when all the Christians will be taken up to heaven to be with him and shout victory and shout hallelujah to the praise of his glory. That is the day of the redemptions. So, in conclusion, that we have explored the significance of the Holy Spirit. In the lives of believers, the Holy Spirit is given to those who believe, repent, and are baptized. And we have learned the gift of the Holy Spirit is the promise, is the promise from God, a seal of authenticity, and a guarantee of receiving our inheritance. All right. It is truly remarkable to be a child of God and to enjoy the blessing that comes with the sealing, the promised Holy Spirit. And what does that mean to us? It means if you are Christians, you have been sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. And God guarantees you if you live a faithful life, he will give you the inheritance in heaven. So that is wonderful to be a Christian. As we conclude this study, we want to invite you to be a Christian is a promise of God to be sealed with the Holy Spirit, and that is wonderful. If you are not yet a Christian, we invite you to become one so you can embrace all the seven blessings in Christ, including being sealed with the Holy Spirit. But sometimes we do something that to grieve the Holy Spirit in life. We need to do something about it. We need to repent our sins and ask God for prayers. So if you have this need, let us know. We will pray for you, pray with you. And if you have either these two needs, want to become a Christian, or is already a Christian and the prayer for you, and we would like to do it also. So if you have either this need, and let us know why we stand and sing the song of encouragement. We thank you again for listening today. If we can answer any questions for you or serve you in some way, please reach out to us. You can find our contact information and more on our website at bullardchurchofchrist.com. If this lesson has helped you, please rate our podcast and share it so more people can hear the Word of God. And please come visit as soon as you can. We meet on Sundays for class at 9 a.m., worship at 10 a.m., evening worship at 5, and Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. God bless you.